Are you enjoying our podcast on biblical parenting, but you really want to hear from us about something that's not parenting related for a change? Are you excited to listen to us discuss random off the wall things that likely won't benefit you in any meaningful way? Then we are so glad you're joining us for today's two year anniversary episode. This is called Ask Us Anything. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you find this podcast encouraging and helpful, would you prayerfully consider making a one-time donation this month in celebration of our two-year anniversary? Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash support to give any amount. Another way you can help support our mission is to purchase Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of from other online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Listeners, we are just so grateful for the opportunity to encourage you each week, and we truly appreciate your support, which enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Long before my husband and I had kids of our own, I knew I wanted to be a homeschooling mom. But when my oldest was ready to start kindergarten, I had just had our third child, who we affectionately referred to as the baby monster. Homeschooling didn't seem possible with a kindergartner, a toddler, and a baby monster. I was so thankful that a friend introduced me to BJU Press. Their all-in-one curriculum resources gave me the confidence to homeschool at a time when it didn't seem possible. Their video lessons that, by the way, are engaging and taught by experienced teachers, those videos were a time and a sanity saver for me. Best of all, their K-5 through grade 12 all-in-one curriculum options are rooted in a solid biblical worldview. To learn more about BJU Press, go to bjupresshomeschool.com and see what they have to offer. You'll find their parent-led resources as well as independent learning materials at bjupresshomeschool.com. And tell them the baby monster sent you. Well, hey, Ginger, before we jump in with some of the questions from our listeners, I just want to say that I'm especially excited about this episode because I have been waiting months for the opportunity to have you share a funny story that you told at the women's event we did together in Birmingham, Alabama last year. (laughs) Since this is a rare episode where we're talking about topics other than parenting, now is the perfect time to ask you to share it. Uh, It was during the icebreaker games. You told everyone about one of your most embarrassing moments. Do you remember this story? I do. If you're talking about the one where I went to the doctor. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and I will take this moment to say, listeners, you might want to pause and return if you have little ones listening, uh, unless you feel prepared to define some terminology related to things Ginger might say at her female doctor's appointment, if y'all know what I mean. Okay. Now, Ginger, tell us your story about your doctor's appointment. Well, Katie, we could actually do a whole episode on my most embarrassing moments because I've had many, (laughs) but I will say that that would probably top the charts. When I turned 50 a few years ago, four years ago to be exact, uh, I hopped on the crazy train of menopause. Mm. I knew I was crazy because my mama said I was crazy and my husband said I was crazy, (laughs) but my mama was the one who finally put her foot down and said that I was so crazy that I needed to go to the doctor. So I finally broke down and went. And when the doctor walked in, I was 
sobbing uncontrollably and had no idea why, uh, which had been the story of my life for at least six months. So he started with all the usual questions, you know, are you depressed? Yeah, I'm pretty depressed. Are you anxious? Yes, very anxious, but I really don't know why. Are you fatigued? Yep, tired all the time and not sleeping well at all. How's your appetite? Eh, it's all right. Are you exercising? Now, anyone that knows me knows I'm really not that big on exercising, but I didn't want to lecture, so I told him about the dance lessons that my husband and I had been taking uh, for a while, which did involve a little exercise. It was better than nothing, so I rattled off that. <laughs> and then he asked, how's your libido? Now, y'all don't make fun of me because I've never heard that word. I mean, of course, I've heard of sex drive, but I've never heard it referred to as libido. And in my defense, we had just had a brief discussion about what kind of dance lessons Ronnie and I had been taking. So my first thought was that libido was some sort of dance. I mean, come on, think about it. You got your, it makes perfect sense. You got your tango, you got your salsa, and you got your libido. So... <laughs> I was as honest as I could be, given what I thought that word meant. And I said, well, we've actually never done that. What's it like? <laughs> you should have seen him. He was trying so hard to stay professional and not laugh. And, he, you know, I'm already a basket case emotional wreck anyway. So he's trying to be real professional oh. here. And he looks down for a minute. He covers his mouth. But I could see his shoulders, you know, bouncing where he's trying to not laugh. And then when he's finally able to compose himself, he looked up and said, you have no idea what that word means, do you? <laughs> was so embarrassed. Definitely not my finest moment. Oh, but it is now Ginger's favorite dance. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best story. I When you told that, I was crying laughing. It was the first time I'd heard it in a room of like two or 300 people. <laughs> and I was just crying laughing. <laughs> Definitely one of the best Ginger stories I've ever heard. Okay, well, since you did, in fairness, I will share one of my most embarrassing moments while we're Good. on the subject. Let's hear it. Okay, I moved to England for a year in college and quickly latched on to the European fashion which at that time was all these like tattered shirts with holes in them and asymmetrical skirts. Everything was very mm. <laughs> like you'd just been attacked by a wild animal. That was the style. <laughs> and after an entire year abroad, I was on a flight headed back home in one of these European outfits when I had to use the bathroom. And of course, the bathroom was at the back of the plane. My seat was at the very front of the plane. So I used the restroom and then walked back to my seat. But as I went to sit down, I put my hands behind me to flatten my very European asymmetrical skirt, uh, but it wasn't there. It was tucked into my <gasps> underwear. And I had just walked the entire <laughs> distance of the airplane with my rear end showing. And Ginger, not one person on that plane stopped me oh, to fix no. it. I did not feel so cute in my European outfit after that. It was very humbling. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too, Katie. I'd say that, yeah. that that's a, tar yeah. a chart topper as well. There we go. Well, now that we have given our listeners our most professional content right out of the gate, let's get to some listener questions. Uh, the first one came in from an Instagram question box we did. And this listener asked, do you have a denominational affiliation? Are you associated with Bob Jones University? Mm, I can see why they would ask that. I'm sure you guys are mm -hmm. uh, aware that BJU Press Homeschool has been our exclusive sponsor for 
I guess, coming up on a year now. And we are yeah. so thankful for their ministry, their sponsorship, and their support of our podcast. And we love promoting their wonderful resources for those of our listeners who homeschool because all of their resources are saturated with biblical worldview. So we just love them. Mm-hmm. Katie and I are very particular about our sponsors, and we only partner with ones that we believe are truly exalting Jesus and making a kingdom difference. And BJU Press Homeschool does that very well. But our podcast is not affiliated with any particular organization, ministry, educational institution, whether homeschool or not, or denomination. I also want to take this opportunity to say that while Katie and I are for sure, homeschool advocates, we are not a homeschool podcast, and we don't want to come Mm. across as being exclusive. Uh, You guys know I did homeschool both of my kids all the way through, and it was definitely one of the best decisions I've ever made for our family. Katie's in the throes of homeschooling all three of her children with the intention of continuing through high school, but we are both fully aware that homeschooling is not right for everyone. There are a lot of our listeners who either can't homeschool for various reasons or They don't feel led to homeschool. They don't feel like that that's what God has called them to do. And we respect that. I realize uh, that we have done a few episodes on the topic of homeschooling to meet the needs of many of our listeners who do homeschool and have asked lots of questions about it. But please know that our desire is to encourage you all in the high calling of biblical parenting, no matter what your educational decisions are, no matter what uh, choices you're making for your children regarding their education. That's exactly right. And very much an important point for us to make in this episode. We do not want to come across as legalistic when it comes to educational decisions for our kids. We both know that there are those who believe that every Christian should homeschool their children. But please hear me, Ginger and I do not share that belief. We are both super passionate about homeschooling, but that passion doesn't necessarily spill into dictating what we think others need to do in their lives. So, and I'd also like to add to what you said about BJU Press. We chose to partner with them because their homeschooling resources are great, and my family had personal experience with them. Uh, That's always the case with our sponsors. Ginger and I don't promote anyone or anything we haven't vetted and been really excited to share with our listeners. Uh, Just to tack on one thing, though, Ginger, many of their resources, we've had a listener question come in recently about, you know, I don't homeschool, but I want to have a homeschool atmosphere in my home. That's a great place to start. They have biblical worldview materials. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mentioned those things in the mm-hmm. past, but you know, their resources are not limited to homeschool families. Just yeah, that's to put a good that point. Here. And one thing about the doctrinal affiliation, the two of us are very blessed that we're so spiritually like minded. Otherwise, Ginger, this little podcast might have gone really. It'd have been interesting. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I don't, I don't think it would have worked. worked. It probably well. wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it, maybe not. And. I think that's why we're so slow and intentional when we started the podcast. And Ginger, I owe that to your wisdom and prayer because I'd have jumped right in. This is just my personality. I was ready to start the day we talked about it. and But we took our time getting started, and, and that was— Ginger's advice. Well, I don't know if it was so much wisdom as it was me just dragging my feet. (laughs) I was kind of going into it. It It was intentional a little bit, but (laughs) whatever. It was intentional. Uh, But we're also Ginger and I are learning and being sanctified as we go, as all believers should be. The fact is, my doctrinal beliefs have evolved over time, so I'm really hesitant to latch on to any one denomination and say that is what I. Yeah, it's the same here, Katie. I don't think there is any denomination that I could say I agree 
with 100% of their interpretation right. of Scripture. I mean, really, think about it. The only teaching that is 100% infallible is the Word of God. Exactly. And, you know, we've we've historically in our married life attended a lot of Southern Baptist churches, and there is a vast difference between some of the Southern Baptist churches we've been to and mm-hmm. others. Our current church that we're in is Southern Baptist, but the preacher has a PhD in expository preaching. And that, to me, the fact he's preaching God's word straight through a book of the Bible or straight, you know, that mm-hmm. makes a huge impact. Yep. On, on what's actually Right, and that's the, the church pulpit, that we're so. in now as well. Our, our pastor is mm-hmm. awesome, expository teaching um, through books of the Bible. And and it's just, uh, yeah, it just makes all the difference in the world. Because then it's you're starting important. with the Word of God instead of what you think right. and then just trying to tack on uh, different verses to say whatever point you're trying to make. And the temptation, I think, is to find a like-minded person or group or denomination and to follow them. Because it's hard work to test everything to see if what they teach is true to God's word. I found myself doing this with authors. You know, I'll latch onto an author I know has good material, and I'll just sometimes take them at face value. You know that what they're saying is truly from God's word. But how often do we really test those things and and know for sure? So Ginger and I do our best to study faithfully <laughs> as we're preparing, so that our beliefs and opinions are first and foremost informed by God's word. But we're fallible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and our prayer is that our listeners will be able to test and hold fast to what is good, to quote First Thessalonians 5. That's right. That's a really good word for all of us, Katie. Okay, so what's the next listener question? Okay, Gabrielle in Missouri writes this. Hi, I've just recently found your podcast and have already purchased your Wise Words for Moms chart. Both are really fantastic. I was looking through all your episodes and wondering if you have aired the episode interviewing your daughter, Alex. If so, what episode is that? If not, when do you expect that to air? I'm praying for you all, and I thank God for your faithful hearts. I do remember when we talked about having Alex on the show, and then there was another time that we uh, mentioned having both of my adult kids, Wesley and Alex, on the show to answer questions about their growing up years and whether or not they would do anything differently in their parenting if and when they have children. So I know we've mentioned that one more than once about having them on, and we uh, also invited our listeners to submit questions for Wesley and Alex, and I was kind of surprised surprised that not one single question came in. So that's why we never followed up and and had them on the show. But if anyone has a question or several questions that you would like to ask my now adult kids, please email me. Uh, Gabrielle, maybe you could be the first one to submit a question or two. Feel free to ask them anything. Just go to uh, gingerhubbard.com slash askginger and uh, go ahead and specify that your question is for Wesley and or Alex. And for that matter, I also have two stepsons, Hudson and Jackson, who are also adults now. So if you have any questions about blended families, we, we welcome those as well. Uh, I do remember um, Alex telling us uh, one thing, telling Katie and me one thing that she would definitely do differently if and when she has children, and I'm actually thankful that she will. She plans to take a different approach to talking to her kids about sex than I did. And we did address that specifically as far as what Alex will do differently and why she wants to do it differently in episode number 72, which was entitled Talking to Kids About Sex. And we'll link to that in the show notes. Another question we get pretty often from listeners, really often, actually, especially when we're there together, uh, is how we got started and how we actually do the recording when Ginger lives in Alabama and I'm in Georgia. So 
We'll address the first one in a minute. Ginger, I'll have you answer that one, but I'll address the technical stuff since that is a little <laughs> yeah, bit more my arena. <laughs> we don't want Ginger no. doing that. <laughs> we lock her out of most of <laughs> the spreadsheets. I have very limited editorial <laughs> access limited to power. our documents. <laughs> don't be fooled by the name on the podcast. She has access to nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, well, our show has always been remote with Ginger's audio being uploaded to an online platform called Riverside.fm, which is fantastic. And my audio is being recorded to a little soundboard in my bedroom closet. It's very glamorous (laughs) sounding. Uh, But Riverside has a video feature that's a lot like Zoom for those who are familiar. So Ginger and I are able to feel like we're in the room together, just having a conversation. But we only use the audio from our recording and don't really do anything with the video. And we've had a few friends who are like, y'all really need to use that video. But, uh, you know, we don't because we're both usually without makeup and in our sweatpants. <laughs> and nobody needs no, to see that, gender, no, do they? they don't. <laughs> Another interesting thing about our show is that much of what we say is planned ahead of time because we want to be very intentional with our words, but also with your time. There are a handful of podcasts I love that are completely off the cuff. And I find that these folks are generally either geniuses, they're just brilliant and they're so articulate, or they're hilarious and they can get away Mm -hmm. with it. But beyond those few, I say a handful, it's more like a few, I find myself not listening to many podcasts that are off the cuff because they tend to interrupt one another, have frequent interruptions or completely unrelated tangents. Now, I'm not claiming we don't have tangents, (laughs) but... Planning our episodes gives us the opportunity to really run our thoughts by one another and to pray about them before we put them out into the world. And Ginger and I often will call each mm-hmm. other to account and say, hey, I, I don't think that's what we need to say. And I don't think, or that's not how we need to say it. That's happened on many occasions. Uh, but even with all that planning, we still say things from time to time that we regret or didn't intend to say in a particular way. And thankfully... Most of y'all are very forgiving and keep listening to us. And we appreciate that. Very much. Thank you for your grace. (laughs) Yes. I mean, really, it's it's hard to know because you and I like to be funny and say things in funny ways. And it's hard to find that balance. We want to be entertaining, but we also want to be Mm God-honoring. And sometimes those lines get blurred. I say to one of my children in particular that being funny is probably the thing that's going to get you into trouble most in your Mm -hmm. life because it's when you're trying to be funny that you're most often saying something hurtful to others. You think it's funny, but they don't. Exactly. It's just easy to take things the wrong way. And and my tendency in humor uh, leans towards sarcasm, which is, which is not always good. So, so we do have to be careful. This is why self-deprecating humor is I think a safer bet. (laughs) Okay, Ginger, I know we addressed this in one of our very first episodes, but could you share with our listeners how we got started on the podcast in the first place? Sure. And and like Katie said, we get that question a lot, especially when we're at events together. Uh, so Katie and I had met a few times over the years at homeschool conventions where I was speaking, but we really didn't know each other well at all. I remember we had some brief conversations uh, after my uh, sessions or at my booth, but uh, just really didn't. I was fangirling hard. <laughs> Let's just put that but really didn't know each other well at all. And then Katie invited me to do a parenting event at her church in Birmingham, Alabama, about three years ago. And their church promoted it 
very well, but for whatever reason, only a handful of people showed up. Uh, but that was great because it gave Katie and me plenty of time to talk. Uh, but actually, let me back up just a little bit and say that probably for the past five or six years, I've had a lot of parents come up to me at events and ask why I don't have a podcast. And my answer has always been the same because I'm not a technical person. I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> my husband, Ronnie, travels with me and he noticed all of these people that kept saying that I needed to have a podcast. And he said, you know, given the number of people that are requesting that, uh, he kept telling me that I needed to pray about taking the plunge, to which I would always say, uh, given that I don't even know which remote turns on the TV, me trying to do a podcast would be an absolute technical disaster. Just ask Elizabeth Parsons. So, okay, wait, you got to tell them though. Elizabeth Parsons is on Instagram. She has an amazing account. We'll put a link in the show notes, but she interviewed Ginger on an Instagram live and it was, I was an absolute disaster. I could not stop laughing. Like I was on a walk watching this, like crying, watching Ginger trying to figure this thing out. She was sitting on there by herself forever waiting for me to get on there. I'm texting Katie. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I can see her waiting for me and I can't get on there. Needless to say, she's never invited me to do another Instagram live with her. You know what, though? Elizabeth Parsons loves you and has been so supportive of our podcast. We absolutely She's love She's precious. Elizabeth. I love her, too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so after, back to the event at, at Katie's church, once every everything was said and done and everyone had left and Ronnie and I had just finished. All four of all them four left. All four people <laughs> left. And Ronnie and I had uh, finished packing up all the books that didn't sell because only four people were there. <laughs> and uh, Katie asked me that same question that I'd been getting for years. She said, why don't you have a podcast? And I gave Katie the same excuse I'd been giving everyone else. I said, because I'm not a technical person, nor do I want to be a technical person. And then Katie said, well, you know, I am a technical person. I have a degree in broadcasting and no one knows your materials and teaching better than I do. So what would you think about us doing a podcast? together. And she said, and I'll handle all the technical stuff. Did I really sell myself that you hard, did. Ginger? It was, it like, was a good wow. sell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was convinced. And so uh, <laughs> I, I remember us talking about it a little bit. And then I told you that we just, let's pray about it and that we would stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I remember when we left the church, Ronnie and I were walking back to the car across the parking lot and he just kept giving me this look. And finally I'm <laughs> like, what? And he said, well, don't you see it? There's your sign. You have no excuse now. You have Katie. So mm. Katie and I talked on and off and prayed about it for the next year. And then COVID hit. And my life as a speaker was canceled. And after going an entire year without being able to travel and encourage parents at events, I, I was having serious withdrawals because encouraging parents is my favorite thing to do. And I no longer had an outlet to do that. So I called Katie and said, okay, let's do a podcast. And so we talked about how we wanted to do things and we agreed to record and air eight or 10 episodes just as a trial. And then we said that we would come back together and evaluate our compatibility and and whether or not anybody cared to listen. And here we are, three years into a wonderful friendship that greatly encourages me and two years into a podcast that's encouraging parents all over the world. So thank you, Jesus, that only four people Mm -hmm. showed up for that event in Birmingham, Alabama (laughs) three years ago. I believe God definitely orchestrated that whole thing. It's just so obvious. I agree, Ginger. And what, what you said that night, I will never forget this, uh, because I was profusely apologizing that no one showed up to this. Well, I say no one, but very few people showed up to this event. And you said, it's fine. I believe God brought me here to meet you. Mm. 
And I don't think either of us really understood the extent of that, but you, you know, even though I think there was a little convincing on Ronnie's part after the fact, you knew that there was a reason God had brought you and that we had met and had that conversation. And I've seen that in you so many times throughout this process that the Holy Spirit really just impresses things on your heart and you're very receptive to that. And so I just, I absolutely love that about you. And I really have enjoyed doing this podcast. It's been such a huge blessing Mm. in my life and in my kids' lives and in Brian's life. It's just been the whole family, I feel, is a part of it, even though, okay, so I will tell a quick story about that. I was editing and and I was going to tell you this. Oh yeah, about yesterday, Ginger, and I, I forgot yeah, about, about Grayson. Grayson. Yeah. Okay, so my seven year old, actually, all three kids are sitting in the classroom with me, and I was finishing up editing some episodes, and I'm editing the episode called um, "When Kids Are Angry," mm-hmm. and so I was editing that episode, and so I'm back and forth with your audio and all that, and Grayson, my seven year old, speaks up and says, "Mom, I disagree with Miss Ginger." And I said, oh, you do? (laughs) What do you disagree with? And he says, well, she said something about parents provoking their children to anger. Mm -hmm. But I really think that children can also provoke their parents to anger. And I think she needs to write a book on that. That's what he said. (laughs) Well, maybe the Lord impressed that on Grayson's heart. (laughs) Well, maybe so. So now you have your next children's book book idea, Ginger. (laughs) When kids provoke their parents to anger, Grayson apparently... I don't know. Maybe he has some experience in that. I I love that. But it's fun for them to see me passionate about something and for them to be a part of it. You know, they've been on the show a few times at the beginning, and they Mm -hmm. just love being a part of it. It's the same with our family. It's it's been a blessing to all of us. Mm. Well, I want to do something, Ginger. We have never done on this show before. And I used to listen, I got this idea from a homeschooling podcast I used to listen to with Pam Barnhill. and she would ask her guests these lightning round questions like, which do you like the best, tea or coffee? And since you and I are generally so prepared with our episodes, I thought it might be fun to have our listeners hear, <laughs> this might be dangerous, hear some of our more off-the-cuff answers to random oh questions. Oh, boy. Oh, that's okay, very dangerous, Katie. I was going to say, I'll warn our listeners that Ginger, she's had Maybe a rough couple weeks, would you say, Ginger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're recording this only a few days before Christmas. So this whole thing might be a big flop, and Ginger may give us just a ton of outtake material. <laughs> um, but I'll also warn you not to be deceived by the term lightning round because I can't guarantee the speed of our answers, mainly mine. But I'm feeling confident that this, Ginger, is the kind of quality content that our listeners really want okay. to hear. So are you Real ready? Real quality here. No, I'm actually not ready. Yeah. I won't do bad. Here we go. I have 12 quick questions for you. Question one, do you prefer texting or talking? Texting. Ooh, that one surprises me. Really? Well, unless it's Boxer. I don't like to get on the phone with people. Okay. 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 You guys may not know, Katie and I communicate a lot over Boxer. And I like that. I like that because then we can get back to each other. Right. You know, whenever we have time to. So, yeah. So, okay. I, would say, I would say Voxer mostly, but then, uh, but as, as far as just getting on the phone with somebody, I would rather text. Okay. Uh, what nickname do your parents call you? Mayhead. <laughs> Mayhead. I think I've heard this one. You got to explain that one. I, you know, so I can't. I really can't. Okay. I could not explain that. It's Mayhead. It's, I think what happened is I, when I was little, I would insist that my parents call me Mayhead. And they said that... 
they would, that I would get, I would get angry when they would call me Ginger. I'd say, no, you call me Mayhead. And so, and no one knows where that came from. We think that maybe I heard it on a show that I was watching something on television and I misunderstood what they were saying. And I thought they were saying Mayhead because I mean, nobody's ever heard that. Okay. So yeah. So they still, to this day, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, They still call me Mayhead. That's really funny. (laughs) On a scale of one to 10, how good of a driver are you? Mm, depends on my mood. Oh, that's <laughs> I would terrifying. Say, <laughs> I would say on average an eight, unless uh, it's at the Orlando airport and involves a parking garage. I knew. That's why you asked me that question. I know you so well. <laughs> we got stuck driving around the airport. How many circling, times? Three, circling. Three times we circled the airport <laughs> trying to exit, you guys. Katie's we were just like, trying to leave. And there it is again. Yeah, And we there it goes again. Okay, Ginger can't talk and drive at the same time. So I guess nope. maybe your answer should have a caveat that if you're not talking, you're I'm an a great excellent driver. driver if I'm not talking. But if Katie's okay. in the car with me and I'm talking, I'm a terrible <laughs> driver, terrible. so it's her fault. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, question four. At what age do you want to retire? Mm, never, because I can't find anything about retiring in the Bible. Love it. Oh, think about that's it. A John, that's you a John Piper answer right there. I love really? that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also, I love what I do. And yeah. so, why would I ever want to stop doing it? But, Katie, that actually means that you are stuck with me for a long time. <laughs> no, I want to retire. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, Ginger, maybe this wasn't a fair question to ask after two hard weeks for you. But, uh, question five How often do you cry? <laughs> How often do I cry? In the fall, a lot. Mm. I have what I call mm-hmm. my fall funk, and I can just cry at the drop of the hat in the fall. But typically not, I mean, I could go months without crying, but in the fall, yeah. I cry a lot. I don't know why okay. I have since I was in high school. It's All a right. thing. It's like some kind of yeah. seasonal depression Season- yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. A lot of people have it. Uh, what is your favorite game? Cards, specifically hand and foot. Never heard of that. So fun. I've heard of hand, foot, and mouth. That's a, that's not a fun game. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not, not. That's not good at all. <laughs> okay. uh, what is a big deal to most people but is torture to you? Mm. I might regret saying this on the air, but when our pastor tells us to look at the person <laughs> beside us and then he tells us what he wants us to say to that person. I don't no. know why, but it's not a big deal to most people, but it drives me Batty. I feel like I'm in kindergarten. I don't, don't tell me what to look at somebody and don't say. Tell me what to do. I, I guess not. I, no, I don't mind the greeting of the guest. Yeah. Because yeah. then I can chat and say what I want to say. You know, how are you? How's your day? Where are you going for lunch? That sort of thing. But don't tell me what mm-hmm. I have to say to the person sitting it's beside an, me. It's I don't an know. introvert's it's right. worst <laughs> nightmare. But you know, I have a friend who is an extrovert and she was at a conference and a homeschooling conference, actually. And the speaker had everyone turn to the person next to them and stare at them for three minutes. I've heard of eyes. speakers doing that. Why, I don't, uh, what's the point? I don't really know what her... Oh, she said, so you can see the good. And I'm not real sure. I didn't, I'd have never gotten to I the good. I would see the awkwardness. Like, I don't know that I could do that with my own husband if we're being perfectly honest with each other. Like for three <laughs> minutes in silence, staring into his eyes, I'd... I just couldn't do it. It's just weird. <laughs> anyway, a stranger. Yeah. I know it's odd. Hmm. All right. Oh, this is this question was picked especially for you, Ginger. What's your favorite carnival food? <laughs> it's a toss up. I can never decide between a chili dog and a corn dog, so I usually have both, and then I feel sick the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Mm, what's the weirdest thing I still eat? Mayonnaise oh. on pizza. And everybody tells me that's weird, and I don't know why, because it's wonderful. 
That is weird. It's not. Try it. It is. You know what my dad used to eat for a after school snack though when he was a kid is what? mayonnaise on saltines. No, that sounds weird. Yeah, it's but really weirder good on than pizza, mayonnaise though. on pizza. Okay, <laughs> I eat ranch it. on pizza. You know what though? I eat ranch dressing on pizza. There you go. Mayonnaise based. So mayonnaise you're not that based. weird. Okay, That's right. we've decided it. You're not weird. Three more questions. Would you rather wake up to an air horn blowing in your ear every day, or wake up and have to run four miles every day? Mm, that's a hard one because that's, that's probably hard two one. of my least favorite things. <laughs> Loud, sudden noises or, and, and exercise. And exercise. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'd probably have to pick the four miles a day just because yeah. I need the exercise and I really don't like loud noises. And, and you'd I don't feel like better after. There you go. So yeah, that would be more okay. productive. I'll take the four miles. But All that's right. still not going to happen. <laughs> How would you rate your karaoke skills on a scale of one to Mariah Carey? <laughs> I would not even be able to get on the chart. I cannot carry a tune no. even in the shower. But I will say I could rap. I, I, oh. when, when I do karaoke, I rap. And I'm pretty decent at that. Shoot. That, everybody's going to be surprised by that. Everybody. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? You just answered question 12, but I want to hear a different one. Last question. What fact about you might surprise people who have never met you in real life? It might be that you rap, but what's it? Do you have another one? <laughs> Uh, well, you've actually already mentioned that I'm an introvert. A lot of people are very surprised mm-hmm. that I'm very much an introvert. Um, Same. Yeah. And so, yeah. and a lot of speakers and, and people that are, you know, in the public eye are introverts. It's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, my, actually my least favorite class in college was public speaking. I hated <laughs> it. My teacher gave me a D and told me I would never be a public speaker to which I said, that's okay because I would never want to be a public speaker. That's so go so figure. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you're done. That wasn't so bad. No, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. No. Yeah. I don't think we had to edit anything. What's that? I said, I don't think we'll have to edit anything. No, no, that was great. Yeah. All right. So I've got 12 for you and these are, I'm going to ask you different ones. Okay. All right. What time do you usually go to bed and wake up every day? On the advice of counsel, I'd like to plead the fifth on that one. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I go to bed. My husband and I go to bed between 11 and 1, and it's different every day, mm-hmm. um, as do my kids go to bed between 11 and 1, which mm-hmm. is crazy. So everybody sleeps. Well, except Brian. He has to get up and work. Yes, he does. But he, yeah, his schedule is very, very flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wake up between, I think the earliest I wake up is 730. Mm-hmm. And there has, you know, in recent memory, I've I've had been on a college schedule. <laughs> I'm waking up at like 1030. <laughs> but no, usually... Between seven thirty, eight thirty. Okay, that's all right. So number two, what is your favorite type of music? Um, grocery store. What eighties, nineties? Okay, like all all the stuff that you find yourself (laughs) singing to in the grocery store. That's what I'm actually jamming to in my car by myself. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Describe your style in one word. Homeschooler. Hmm. Pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, what is a good spy code name for you? Loudmouth. <laughs> I would be a ter- I would be the worst spy because I'm scared of everything and every, you know, I'm just terrified of everything. And then I just can't keep secret to save my life. No, so right. loudmouth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number five, if you could snap your fingers and be awesome at something, what would it be? Stand-up comedy. You That's already are awesome at that. No, very witty. It's, it's a very different skill set. Like, writing jokes is is really hard. 
And I would love to do stand-up comedy. And maybe one day I'll make it happen. We'll well, see. I could see it. I could totally see it. That would be fun. I, I love it. All right. I love the idea of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Have you ever been in a life or death situation? Yes. And yeah, I'll, that's a longer story. I'll tell it. I'll tell it after. Oh, yeah. Because these are supposed to be lightning yeah. rod, right? Okay, yes, yeah. I have. <laughs> we were going very slow. Lightning. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is the stupidest dare you've ever agreed to? Um, my brother dared me one time to, on a rope swing at the lake, swing out and land flat on my back. I had a life jacket on, so I thought it wouldn't hurt. And it knocked the wind out of me and I almost drowned. Oh. So that, that's that one. Somebody dared me to go across the monkey bars with one hand behind my back. Oh, no. Which doesn't, I mean, you, you because of gravity, you how, can't how do even, that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was in first grade, so I fell on my back and broke my arm. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh. So not fun. I've broken a lot of bones. That would have been a good one oh, to ask me about all my broken yeah. bones. All I've right, never so, broken a bone. Oh, that's that's unusual, I would yeah. say. Well, for, well, me, it would, for me, it would be very unusual. Not super active <laughs> as a kid either. <laughs> all right, so number eight. Do you make your bed every day? So our bed is is made every day. I make it and uh, sometimes my husband makes it and then I remake it. (laughs) (laughs) I fix it. (laughs) All right. If you could afford any car, which one would you drive? Easy. DeLorean. Really? Yep. What's it? That's Back back to the Future. Back to the Future is my favorite movie growing up. Okay. Yep. Oh, that'd be cool. I could see you doing that. Mm -hmm. You could drive it to your stand-up comedian show. That's right. And you know, they've started making them again. They have really again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. What movie or TV show do you enjoy quoting the most? Everybody, Everybody loves, loves Raymond. Raymond. I knew yeah, you would say I that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's something you wish you enjoyed more? Exercising. Mm. Mm-hmm. Second only to cooking. Oh, and cooking. <laughs> And cleaning. I do enjoy cleaning. (laughs) Exercise and cooking would be my two. If I could just love those things, that would be great. You do like to organize, though. I love to organize. Yeah. Yeah. Cleaning toilets, not so much. All right. Last one. What word or phrase do you say way too often? To be honest with you. Because why would I not be honest with you? (laughs) In other words, if if Katie doesn't say to be honest with you... (laughs) She's lying. I'm lying every <laughs> other time. I hate that I say it. it's just a stupid cliche, but I'm yeah, I'm not a dishonest person usually. So <laughs> I don't like that I say that. Okay. So let's hear about that uh, life or death situation. Yeah. Okay. So I told you my most embarrassing moment. This was my most terrifying moment. Um, my husband, Brian, was in the Air Force for nine years. And while he was stationed in England, he had a quick trip to Germany that he took with a handful of fellow airmen. And I got to tag along with them in the jet, which is kind of unheard of for spouses to go with Mm -hmm. their husbands on a TDY is what they called it. Uh, But during the flight over to Germany, part of the jet broke. Uh, That wasn't the life or death part. (laughs) So we had to cut the trip short, but we did still have time to go to a German restaurant, which I had never even been to Germany. So I was excited. Mm -hmm. And we were walking to dinner because the restaurant wasn't very far from the base. And if I recall, we were just following one of Brian's colleagues who had GPS on his phone because this was sort of before everybody had smartphones and this particular guy had GPS somehow. So we were all following him and he took us across a series of railroad tracks, which as it turns out, it must've been a a train yard, like a, a station of some sort, but there were no barriers, no warning signs. Well, If there were warning signs, they were probably in German. Uh, But there seemed to be nothing preventing us from walking across these sets of tracks. And we were halfway across them. And there were probably six of us. 
but we heard something loud and we realized that a bullet train had already passed us. So we didn't hear it or see it until it was past us. Mm. Um, so the train went on a track between Brian, my husband, and one of his coworkers. And it was so fast and so powerful that it blew, blew Brian backward. Oh, wow. Um, off the track he was on. The freaky thing was that we all just laughed at that moment and just were like, oh, well, that was crazy. And then walked to the restaurant. But about 10 minutes later, Ginger, I started to freak out mm-hmm. when I realized how close we all were to the end mm-hmm. of our lives. Um, and really, Brian was the one who was closest. So it wasn't my near-death experience. I guess it could have been, but it, it was just, it was the most terrifying experience after the fact. That is. I wonder how yeah. many people... Uh, well, are there a lot of casualties because of yeah, this? Yeah, well, so interestingly, we had to fill out an incident report because the Air Force, you know, you stub your toe on a jet, you got to fill out an incident report. So we, I think they ended up doing that at, just to warn other Americans yeah. because, and for our international listeners, they're probably listening and going, how idiotic are these Americans? Well, in America, when you cross a railroad track, there is no danger of really being hit by a train if you can look to the left and to the right. Mm -hmm. We don't have bullet trains. We have these, well, I don't think we do, but we have these loud diesel trains that you can hear Mm -hmm. coming from miles. And they start blowing horns. They do. Well, this one blew a horn, but it was probably like, oh, I wonder if I smashed them. Like it was gone. It was (laughs) long gone. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, there. so when we got back to England where we were living, there was the Armed Forces Network TV, and they have these little commercials, which are really just public service announcements. And we started seeing public service announcements about the trains in mm-hmm. Europe and just never crossing tracks in mm-hmm. Europe. So, listeners, if you go to Europe, please do not ever cross any train tracks there. It's just incredibly dangerous. So, yeah. Yeah. Leave it to me. Uh to end the show on a depressing note, Ginger, Brian says that's actually my special <laughs> talent, turning any conversation into a depressing one with some random fact or story. <laughs> Sorry about that. You do kind of do that. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it. <laughs> I do. I do it all the time. Uh, maybe we should transition to a kid quip or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that before you launch me right back into my fall funk. <laughs> Okay then, and now is the part of our show where we share a funny kid quip from one of our listeners. Today's kid quip is courtesy of Carrie in Michigan. Here's what she says. Our daughter didn't take a pacifier until she was one and a half, and due to that, she instantly named it her fire. One night, my in-laws were babysitting, and I received a panicked call from my (laughs) mother-in-law telling me our daughter was laying in bed yelling, fire! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) My husband and I had a good laugh. Oh, that is hysterical. That is. (laughs) Now. (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't to them at the time. If you have a kid quip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any funny thing your child or grandchild has said, or it can be something funny you said as a child. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash kidquips. That's Q-U-I-P-S to submit those. Well, Ginger, I don't know how much biblical encouragement we've offered our listeners today, but I do hope (laughs) they've shared some laughs with us because that is actually another goal of ours. We love to encourage and equip our listeners, but we also want to entertain them. So it's hard to encourage someone if they fall asleep halfway through the episode. So in honor of our two-year anniversary and in the spirit of entertainment, Ginger, can you leave our listeners with a final joke? I'm just kidding. Don't do that. (laughs) Leave us with a final (laughs) word of encouragement. (laughs) There were two lizards and a frog sitting in a tree. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I'm 
not good at telling jokes. My kids tease me all the time. I'm one of those people, if I try to tell a joke, I start laughing hysterically halfway through it before I get to the punchline. I always think I'm way more hilarious than I am. I just can never remember one. I don't know any jokes because I can never remember them. <laughs> well, I could never be a stand-up comedian. So anyway, well. uh, so I don't know, Katie. I don't know what a good final word of encouragement could possibly be after today's <laughs> episode, uh, except just to maybe say thank you to all of our listeners. Mm, you mm-hmm. guys are just such a constant encouragement to us, and there's just nothing like the body of Christ spurring one another on to love and good deeds. So let's just yeah. keep doing that. Amen. Thank you, Ginger, and thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you're looking for practical parenting tools that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective, then we invite you to check out Ginger's resources at gingerhubbard.com. We typically feature and offer a discount on one product each week, but in celebration of our two-year anniversary, today we're offering any and all of Ginger's resources at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. And remember, purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website is a really great way to help support our ministry and this podcast. We also appreciate your prayerful consideration of making a one-time donation this month in celebration of our two-year anniversary. To do that, just go to gingerhubber.com support to donate any amount. Thank you so much for your support, listeners, and thank you for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.